Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, Canadian taxpayers have been footing the bill uh, for over $4.5 million worth of travel across the country uh, uh, for them and their spouses. Jody Wilson-Raybould, the third highest claim at one hundred and twenty-five grand for trips for her husband. And first uh, was Todd, uh, Todd Doherty of the Conservatives. Uh, he's the MP of uh, Caribou Prince George in northern B.C. at 142000 To talk more about all of this, uh, author of the, uh, of the column that you can see on the Global News site, including ours at CHML. Amanda Connolly is with us, national online journalist for Global News, and she is with us now. Amanda, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. So uh, this is specifically about the designated traveler. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. So what we really wanted to do here was, ahead of the federal election, look into the data of what members of parliament have been claiming in terms of expenses for their their family members, their their husbands, their wives, their um, really kind of individuals that they can, they can claim as their designated traveler through this government program. Um, and so that's not looking at children. Children are classified separately. We really wanted to kind of zero in again on MPs as a whole and then also look at the federal cabinet specifically because they do have a number of other uh, responsibilities and privileges that go on them. So what is considered a designated traveler if this isn't kids, who would it be? So this is, in other words, an expense account that allows, uh, well, I'll let you explain. It allows MPs to do what? Yeah, so the idea behind this seems to be that this is a tough job. It separates people from their families a lot of the time. And this uh, designated traveler uh, kind of account or, or, or allowance um, allows the MP to effectively share the the allowances that they get for taxpayer-funded travel with one other individual. That can be, uh, generally, it's a spouse, so a husband or a wife. Um, it can be a, a mother or another relative, but it doesn't have to be a, a blood family member. It can be kind of a range of people. And the way that this is, again, really described is is allowing them to, to do this in cases where they're either reuniting with the MP for kind of family reunification in a way, and also if the individual is representing the MP at an official function. So, for example, if they're doing work in the riding, if they're traveling uh, to come with them to an event in Ottawa, that's kind of the idea behind the program here. And we found through going through all of these these public records that it's been a combined total of $4.5 million that taxpayers have paid for the travel of MP spouses or designated travelers over the last four years. So um, this does not include kids because they're classed as dependents, correct? Correct. And so who would pay for them? How does that work if all of a sudden the kids were involved here? So that works effectively the same way. It, it still comes out of the the taxpayer funding. Right. Uh, we chose to look at this specifically with the 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 kind of spousal travel program here. And this is I every. Think, I think there are sort of allowances between the the kids and and, and older adults. So this is stuff over and above uh, the family, but this could include the spouse, could it not? Would it this would the would the spouse fun, fall under this category? Exactly, and that's generally what we see for most MPs. They list their spouse, their husband, their wife as their designated traveler, and this person can come back and forth between the riding in Ottawa or between other Canadian cities and the riding. So generally we see this again in terms of parliamentary work or affiliated activities like that. Bill Blair, for example, his wife was the chair of the All Parliamentary Spouses, uh, Spouses Association here in Ottawa, and that was why they, he had said that he was claiming roughly 30,000 expenses for his wife through this program as well. But this would not include staff or help that you would need. Would that include be included here? Uh, you, you could 
uh, include some staff, but that's generally classed differently. Right. Uh, that would be a separate category of expenses. And we chose to kind of just zero in on this one specifically. This is to sort get a of, sense of, of, again, who were the big claimers? And this w- this is sort of an, an extra option over and above everything that you would have or you would claim for your normal business. So this is uh, specifically for family reasons. Would that be accurate? Yeah, and I mean, I think what, what's um, what's interesting here as well is that you, you do have existing other travel programs for members of parliament and their families. Right. Via Rail, for example, offers free rail passes for um, MPs as well as their families, even if the families are not traveling with the MPs. So you have kind of different, different levels of uh, travel options for a lot of these individuals. Obviously, not all those who are in kind of rural or remote ridings, but for a number of them who are at least around the kind of Quebec-Windsor corridor here or, or other similar routes, they do have options other than this this taxpayer-funded program to pay for their their um, their family and their spousal travel to, to come and see them. Is there a limit on this account? Uh, how much are they entitled to? Do we know? So there's no financial limit on this. Basically, the way it works is MPs get um, a certain amount of, of points. One point is one round trip, and they can split that uh, over the course of a fiscal year with their partner or their, their designated traveler here. And the reason that there's no kind of financial limit on that uh, is that there are concerns that if you put a financial uh, a cap on that, for example, say $50,000, individuals and MPs who come from more rural or remote ridings right. are going to effectively uh, have fewer options or uh, to see their families because the, the cost of travel in this country is so high. Uh, so obviously geography plays a big part in all of this. I mean, obviously those that are farthest away from Ottawa would have the higher uh, the higher claims. Is that accurate? That generally is what we see. So we went through again all of all 338 MPs to look at their claims for this specific spousal travel program. And what we found was that the top six, so the, the only six who claimed over $100,000 in travel expenses for their spouses were all conservatives from Western Canada, with the exception of Jody Wilson-Raybould, the former Liberal Attorney General who is now an independent. She represents the Vancouver Granville riding in Metro Vancouver. And that was interesting um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, because we looked at the, we compared that that amount claimed by her to other cabinet colleagues, so individuals who were having similar workloads, similar responsibilities, the same challenges of traveling uh, from a geographic location to the other, and found that her claims were triple those of her closest cabinet colleague who would have had the same kind of geographic um, area to travel. That was Procurement Minister Carla Qualtro. She claimed roughly $46,000 in expenses to come from the, the Vancouver area riding of Delta. So we went to Jody Wilson-Raybould and basically asked for the, the chance to interview her to get more clarification about this and understand the circumstances involved. She declined to be interviewed, but said that she was grateful for the opportunity to uh, to have this, this option for her, uh, that all rules were followed, and that her and her husband try to maintain a semblance of work-life balance. Uh, what has been the response to this report and what you've discovered here? It's certainly been mixed. I think that there, there's been a lot of reaction basically saying, you know, this is a, a program, you know, they, people understand the intent behind the program mm-hmm. writ large to try and limit some of the negative impacts on families that can come from this kind of a demanding job, but that there are also questions around uh, what might be a, a reasonable expense, for example. Should they be allowed to fly business class, which they are right now on flights longer than two hours? Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that we're seeing so far here is, is what, where are the kind of uh, the limits on this, what is reasonable, and do the rules need to be changed to kind of reflect some of those those questions that are emerging? I notice you have uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation quoted in your column here. What did they say? What was their reaction to this? 
So the reaction from that really was that, um, again, there, there are certain, um, there, there are challenges for, for individuals who are doing the role of MP, but that there, there needs to be kind of a much closer examination, particularly in the case of, of Jody Wilson-Raybould, um, of why that gap was so large between what she was claiming in spousal travel and what her colleagues in cabinet from the same area were also claiming. And so far, we just don't have those answers. Uh, do you think this has legs? Do you think this is something that needs further investigation? Or uh, do these people kind of look at each other and say, well, I'm spending this, you're spending that, we're pretty close, that's good enough? I think that's really the big question. I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting to hear right now when the campaign will get started. Um, we, we know it has to start by Sunday, and so we're going to be kind of watching very closely to see whether this is something that has Canadian voters and, and taxpayers concerned or whether it's, um, you know, again, I think that we're going we're to continue to see fiscal responsibility continue to be an issue throughout the campaign over the coming weeks here. And whether this uh, this kind of really continues, we're certainly going to continue looking into it. And we will uh, we will keep everyone posted with that. Also, you know, I mean, we're always trying to get people interested in politics. We're always trying to get people to, uh, you know, to serve uh, their community, their country, municipality, whatever you have, province. Uh, is this one of those perks that is needed and we really shouldn't question? You know, I think that um, that will be for, for Canadians to decide. I know from a journalistic standpoint, we, we question everything. That's our job. We look mm-hmm. at any kind of expenses that are coming out and, of course, want to make sure that those are, are being fully accounted for and that Canadians are, are fully aware of, of how their tax money is, is being used by their elected representatives. And so that's certainly what we did in this case. We built an algorithm. We scraped the data from the public records and used that to kind of go through individually what each uh, individual MP was spending and what the broader trends were. Uh, you said you reached out to Jody Wilson-Raybould's office. Any of the others at the top of the, this list offer any comments? Yeah, so we did hear from Lawrence McCauley. He's the Minister of Veterans Affairs, and he was the top spender, uh, I guess, b- behind Jody Wilson-Raybould in the federal cabinet. He represents the, the riding of Cardigan in Prince Edward Island, and he he's told us that, um, again, all rules were followed with the claims. He claimed a little, a little over 46 thousand dollars in spousal travel expenses through this program uh that all rules were followed that they're grateful that this kind of thing exists and that um it it, you know that that he's been taking on a lot more responsibility since um changing kind of roles in in cabinet and that he's been grateful to be able to have his wife come out and uh, and visit him because of those time challenges that they're facing and that largely is what we've been seeing so far as i mentioned earlier we heard from organized uh, organized crime and border security minister bill blair saying that his wife is doing work for the parliamentary spouses association and that that is why they were claiming money uh, claiming travel expenses through this program um, we also heard from seamus o'regan he's the minister for indigenous services he had claimed he's the, the third highest claimant in the federal cabinet and again saying that they they uh, all rules were followed here um, but no kind of details around the actual specifics of those claims uh, do you think uh, the concern here is when it comes to things like business class uh, versus you know standard class uh, how much of the, how much of that plays into all of this I think that there's there's always a concern among Canadians and kind of a, a desire to make sure that their elected representatives are being responsible and, and cautious in their use of taxpayer money. And I think that that really is something that we see kind of time and again, whether it was the Senate expense uh, scandal or um, similar kind of questions that have emerged over some of the, the expense um, options that are available for public officials over recent years, that seems to be a real issue of concern for Canadians. And so 
Um, I would expect that we're going to kind of continue to hear feedback from Canadians on on this series that we've been working on here. And uh, again, we're hopefully going to kind of keep chasing reaction here and, and any more information that we can get about um, how these these expenses were being used and why they were so high in many cases. Taxpayers footed bill for $4.5 million in trips by MP spouses, partners over the last four years. It's a uh, column by Amanda Connolly, National Online Journalist, Global News. You can find it now on the Global site and the CHML site. Amanda, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thank you. It is 1224. You know, here's one of those things where, um, you know, where do you draw the line? And, and nobody wants to see uh, taxpayers' money wasted. Nobody wants to see uh, people scrounging on expense uh, uh, or splurging on expense accounts and, and what have you, trying to, uh, you know, to pad the scenario so it's, it's, it's benefit to the person. That being said, we're trying to get more and more people involved in politics and, you know, just even doing this job that I do and, and, and talking to various politicians or going to various events and, and seeing the amount of time that, uh, that some politicians, and I would say the majority of them, spend uh, going out and doing things. It, it, it requires a great deal of time, and, and their schedules are usually pretty busy. Uh, that being said, you have to get them around from point A to point B as quickly as possible, and they also have family lives. So, um, you know, I, I remember doing a series of events one year, and, and you know, I think I saw the mayor like three or four times that week, and you're thinking, how do you... How do you remember where you are half the time? So, uh, you know, you certainly have to make it comfortable and, and for these people in the sense that they have to have a life outside of politics. And no, here I am defending politicians here. But I'm, I'm not going to uh, denounce the commitment that, that some of these people make to, to their jobs, to their constituents, and to the service that they provide. So uh, we're trying to draw more people into the fold. We're trying to get more women uh, and such into politics that perhaps... Uh, have not been there in the past, you have to you have to make it compatible with what industry has. So people don't want to be out of pocket expenses for doing their job. Uh, and if you're a politician, an MP, and you're in and out of Ottawa all the time, you're spending a lot of time traveling. And, and you know, you, you have to monitor these expensive accounts. Of course you do. But on the other hand, you have to try to allow these people to lead some sort of normal life as well and encourage more to get involved. So, you know, I'm all for watching the, uh, you know, make sure you got your T's crossed and your I's dotted and you're covered to your rear end when it comes to your expenses. And you don't want to be bleeding the taxpayers dry for this sort of thing. But on the other hand, we want to make it comfortable enough uh, so that people who are qualified and, and would make great leaders in this community, in, in the country, in the province, we want to give them the, the chance to do it as well. So it, it's a pretty fine line. It's easy to point fingers and say, oh, you're ripping us off here, you're ripping us off. Um, but there is a life at the end of this as well. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.